0: Hello, everybody. It's Jerry Norris at The Fledge. Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. Uh, Today, I have with me uh, Patrick and Christian with the Sylvan's Neighborhood Sustainable Community. And they're here to, you know, tell us about that and tell us what they do every damn day. Welcome, Patrick and Christian. How are you today? Doing great. I'm pretty good. So I uh, we were kind of talking before the show. This is the first time I've uh, ever had two people on um which I love because you know teamwork doing a project by yourself is usually um not the greatest idea. So whenever you start to build a bigger team and build a bigger community, your brain gets bigger, your your skill set gets bigger, your shared experience gets bigger. Um, and your, you know that inclusion and diversity starts to really click and create a uh, sustainability, serendipity, strength, resilience, all of these things. So I know about your project. I'm in love with your project and I can't wait for you to tell everybody about it. So if you don't mind, would you tell um, everyone listening or watching what your project is and a little bit about your, you guys? Glad to. Um, and I really thank you for all your work, Jerry, and it's been a pleasure
1: working with you in the past. Um, but yeah, our community uh, is Sylvan's neighborhood. It's 22 acres just out of Kelsey, Michigan. But I, would, I thought I would start with just my own entrance into kind of community thinking. I was blessed to grow up in a very loving family and community. And when I came out of college, I wanted to start an intentional community because I realized that in, uh, in community is how we heal and with that social support network that we can flourish. But as I started to organize it and over actually the last 10 years of organizing this community, I realized that not only can we heal each other in community, but we can heal our piece of the world. We can heal the land we live on, the systems that support us, whether it be energy systems, food systems, water systems, and governance systems and how we manage them. Um, So four years ago, I met Patrick in my organizing and uh, realized that our vision for community really aligned. So we've been working on the 22 acres outside of Chelsea, Michigan in Sylvan's neighborhood because we're in Sylvan Township uh, to showcase what the most sustainable community might look like if you were to build it from the ground up to take advantage of all of our knowledge in what sustainable infrastructure looks like. But Patrick and I are also really committed to working with any other communities who want to start up uh, sustainable developments, whether that be on rural farmland like ours or in communities that already exist with conventional neighborhoods and making them more resilient with food, water, energy, or social systems. So uh, really, really happy to also really happy to be on the, the, the interview today because I think it's also um, sustainably uh, uh, regenerative to engage with people who are curious about the project because it pushes us to be more articulate. So I appreciate the, the opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, I like the pitch too. I always like it when people are working on their pitch. So <laughs> I think Patrick, though you've got a, you've got more to add. It's that big yeah. brain. Maybe. I.
2: Well, yeah, we're not really two guests. We're really one person with two heads. Um, so, but uh, <laughs> the other head will speak for a little while. Um, I think that the way that many people are living so-called conventionally is not very conducive to their well-being and that there needs to be a better way. And I've seen enough examples of people doing other things, loosely speaking in the permaculture world, you might say, to, to, to realize there really is a better way, but somebody has to bring it into reality. And, and somebody has to bring it into reality in a place that's visible. Um, that's why I'm so happy to have my land that's just outside of Chelsea here. Um, and we, we've had a lot of challenges Uh, fighting through ordinances. We were doing it last night, Um, but it's worth it. It's worth it because rather than isolating our community someplace out in central Missouri or anything, I mean, there are people who did that and that's great, but if we really want to have an impact and and and, and Kristen knows, I say many times, we need a million of these. Um, It's amazing how many people, when they understand the concept, how many, how attractive this is to other people. Even even people who you wouldn't think want to live in, in, in an eco-village, once once they get it. Um, we are meant as human beings to live much closer to the land and, and, and to each other than we do. And um, there really isn't an inherent conflict in that. We're, we're not going to destroy the world by inhabiting it. Well, we might if we keep going the way we are, but we don't have to.
0: So Um, I think that, you know, you're, I think you're right. You know, a million of these is what is going to really make an impact. And if they carry keep being uh, forced to be out in the, you know, boondocks for lack of a better word, then it's not going to create that awareness. You're not going to be able to reach as many people. And what's shocked me already in our conversation is you're fighting through regulations. You want to, You know, you want to save the environment. You want to be more sustainable. You want to work, you know, be more happy um, in what you're doing. Get rid of this consumerism and this capitalism without the moral compass and all of that. And there's regulations in your way. So what are the powers to be? You know, I don't mean to create a conspiracy here or anything, but the systems are really against us when we want to do stuff like this. Yeah. Well, Well, it's
2: not a... I, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's right. just um, people being comfortable. Well, the, the people are not comfortable either, but people being afraid of something different. And the, all the systems are in place to regulate what we have now. That makes sense. Yeah. They haven't thought about what we could have instead. And that, that actually is a, um, a primary feature of how zoning actually works, and it's, it's not very well understood that zoning, at least in Michigan, gives you a list of permitted uses for your zoning district and a list of permitted uses for the other zoning district and the other one and so forth. If you're doing something different that's not on the list, by default, it's not permitted. So it's not permitted simply because nobody thought of it before, nobody put it on the list. Very good point, very Um, uh, insightful but when you try to put something on the list people get really nervous <laughs> oh this is going to cause some unintended consequences and we don't know what it is they're all over the place they can you know it can cause a or b or not a and not b also at the same time and it's, it's just there's just um a lot a lot of fears about something different um i have to say though again like i said before that a, a large number of people you know privately are not real happy with the way that we're that we're living conventionally either though so we right. don't know what to do. I would,
1: so, oh,
2: yeah. go ahead, Christian. Go ahead, Christian. I'm sorry. I don't want to go on. Yeah.
1: That's all right. Uh, I also think it's a question of not only what people are used to, but we, what people value. And that really links into property values too. Um, for instance, one of the things we're hoping to get within our community is allowances for tiny homes. But right now the township only allows 1,000 square foot minimum. So you have to build a home 1,000 square foot or more. And a lot of people are concerned about how that will impact their home living next to communities like ours. So it's what they value, but also they think about their property values. Um, Mm -hmm. But part of the education is that showing what this actually includes the value of our communities by making it more inclusive for people to move in of a variety of different types of backgrounds and of different values and coming together in that diversity actually increases community resiliency. Some things that people don't even realize are actually already allowed. For instance, straw bale construction is in my mind the most sustainable construction that we can do here in our climate. That's actually allowed by by the construction code. It's just not on people's radar, but there's straw bale homes within 10 minutes of our property on, in Chelsea. Another thing is composting toilets. Also somewhat allowed, but it's about working with the county and actually engaging with the political structure to educate politicians on what's even already allowed, <laughs> not even just right. making new things allowed. So it's been an interesting process.
0: Okay. So if we came to your community and you were going to give us a tour, what, what are some of the things we would see?
1: Right now uh-huh. you would i'm sorry sorry go ahead
2: i <laughs> said a lot of weeds <laughs> no no this there's, there, there's some stuff going on there now we're not permitted to uh, begin building the homes yet but uh, okay there 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 is some farming going on um there's there's an area with 10 sheep right now there's about four acres of veggies produce growing and there's about an acre of fruit trees that we planted this year and There's a little community gathering space around an outdoor earth oven, like a pizza oven, wood-fired. And
1: And I think that... One of the things I might tell people is that the things that, that they look at as weeds are actually regenerative soil amenders to like naturalize a grazing uh, ecosystem. We plan for a soil pasture agricultural system, which is actually the most carbon sequestering form of agriculture, where you integrate ruminants grazing in between an orchard of fruit and nut trees. So sheep and goats grazing and helping increase the fertility of that cycle. So it would. I would be educating the entire time as I yeah. love, as I want to do. Um, but so, one of the things um, that Patrick didn't mention is just also a little earth bag structure too, that's kind of our tool shed that will eventually be earth firmed. So just starting to show like you can use cob to make, uh, you know, a pizza oven, you can use earth bags, um, and you can, and some of the agriculture stuff we're starting to do is starting to show sustainable agriculture.
2: Yep. And, and we've got we've got the peach trees in the orchard and we've got the sheep. We don't have the sheep in the orchard yet. Because that's a wanna make sure that we protect those trees. But as Kristen said, that's the long term plan because you get actually uh, a higher total agricultural yield per, per acre if you if you stack those functions of the livestock and and the
0: trees. It's the, part of what the, we're trying to show actually. Yeah. The squirrels uh, stole all my peaches. What do I do with the squirrels? I'm trying to give them corn now.
1: So I was talking to a prospective resident the other day about squirrels, and I said, learn to eat squirrel meat.
0: <laughs> my, I, my grandfather fed it to us when I was young. I've eaten okay. squirrel before. Yep. So, okay, there that, we have that, it. That's not an official, that's not an official <laughs> characteristic of our subdivision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For those people so, who are a little bit skeptical of things that are new, we're not mandating consumption of squirrel meat
1: yet. No, actually, every time I bring that up, somebody knows somebody who eats squirrels. It's kind of a cultural difference, I think.
0: I, my okay. family grew up on squirrels. I'm yeah. not kidding. Yeah. Um, so urban hunting. You're promoting urban hunting <laughs> to go with our farming. Yeah. Um, no, they are not doing that. I am uh, mentioning that. But as is the name of the show, um, what's something you guys do every damn day? to
1: push this needle forward. Patrick, do you wanna, I mean, we, we were just in a, a, an ordinance change uh, planning commission and township meeting last night um, about making this open space development uh, option uh, possible, or it's actually already legally possible in every single township across Michigan, but making our particular ordinance a little bit better. But I think Patrick can speak to how much relationship building is required to push the needle on some of these policies. And I think that relationship building is an everyday practice.
2: Yeah, the, the real everyday thing, I mean, at the physical level is you got to go out there and take care of the sheep every day. I mean, you, you really do. That's that's really every day. But nearly every day, as Christian was saying, um, yeah, you're making you're making connections in the community, whether it's with neighbors, with the local elected officials. Um, even I'm actually managing the campaign of a local official right now a local candidate um it's i don't like to talk about that stuff a lot because to me i'd rather be building the homes i i i i I get frustrated by all the defensive actions we have to take to defend ourselves why we have the right to exist but yes we're doing that almost on a daily basis and hopefully Hopefully after this open space ordinance gets passed in an acceptable form, um, we may have one or two more ordinances behind that and we can get this all all behind us pretty soon. Um, then we can focus on on the real stuff. And I, I wish right now I was building a solar array to do solar irrigation water pumping. That's what should have been done about four months ago. We'll get to yeah. it. I'd rather be out there every day doing that. So when you, if you interview us next year, we're going to show you the solar
0: panels and the and the irrigation pumping. But I think back to your other thing that you have to do every day, or that Christian brought up. Um, maybe I'll also be talking to somebody who is out there planting the fields and doing building the houses, and that would be because you guys blazed that path. So. To me, I really appreciate what you're doing. I'm sorry that it's the mundane, you know, uh, conflict kind of side of it or defensive, you think you said. Um, but, yeah, building the houses and all of that, uh, at least other people are going to be hassle-free in the future for you. And I really get what you're – we got chickens here. And I, when I people ask me, what do you do every damn day? It's feed the fish, feed the chickens, and take care of the cat. Those three things have to happen. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's feeding the livestock, but then also feeding the community by actually having those conversations. Yeah. and they feel a little conflicty, but it's maybe the compost of like maybe tough conversations in real relationships.
0: Yeah. So uh, every show, the person from the show before has uh opportunity to ask you a question. And then you're going to ask uh, Effie who's on my show tomorrow, a question. And yesterday, uh, jaquim with uh, timely dining was on the show and he asked the question to you. Um, what are you doing with what you have, which he didn't really know what you guys were doing. And I think it's a perfect question for uh, your sustainable community.
1: Well, um, what I'm doing with what I, I I'm, I'm I've been uh, developing my relationships uh, and planning next steps. Um, I think that uh, honestly, it's not just about building relationships for the future and thinking about how uh, prospective residents might want to live in our community, but it's also getting emotional support from those connections. So a lot of it has just been, and we're all in hard times right now, Um, so for me personally, it's been, um, drawing on that love and support.
0: Okay. You got anything you want to
1: add to that, Patrick? Well,
2: I guess the first thing that comes to mind is the land itself. That's, that's what I had. That's what I brought into it. Five years ago, I bought this piece of property, not knowing what I wanted to do with it. And then I joined in, intentional community group around Ann Arbor. They got the idea of, so, oh, that's what I'm going to do with it. I got this great piece of land that actually is in the right place and let's use it. Um, and also all, all the, the wealth of skills that uh, that Christian brings in when we joined forces a few years ago, as well as some of the other people who are coming closer to the core of the community now. Um, everybody's got a different skill, and we're going to be employing them. Whether there are people with uh, community skills, land use planning skills, financial skills, real estate background, um, really blessed if we can make this team coalesce and use everybody's skills adequately. Um, looking forward to that, more likely over the winter.
1: Can I just also speak to Patrick, uh, his, his what he was bringing too, is that like, he really lives in this community and engages in it. Like when I first met him, I learned that he had, correct me if I'm wrong, but made like every community meeting for the last 10 years, something like that. Like every township meeting for the last 10 years. So like, to me, that is investing in the community and its, and its governance. And now we're leveraging that knowledge to help make it better is what we're doing. And I just really appreciate what Patrick has brought.
2: Yeah, if if I could say that, it it is true. I mean, I've been to 99 of the last 100 um, Township Board meetings. I I missed one because it got scheduled in an odd schedule and I forgot about it. Um, But I think, I don't see this community as being totally distinct from the surrounding community. I think it's just another another living option for people in the Chelsea community. Um, that's why we we invited all the neighbors to one of our pizza parties one time. Uh, Did all of them come? No, fair, um, fair. about maybe eight of them came. Oh, nice. I, I probably knocked on twenty doors, so you know, it's, it's not too
0: bad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now tomorrow we have Effie. She's a young entrepreneur, and you have a question that you're going to ask her. So I thought to ask her,
1: who is her community and how is she making it stronger?
0: And I love that question. So um, also as we've been doing, will you answer that question for your own selves?
1: Patrick?
2: (laughs) Okay, say the question one more time, Christian. (laughs)
1: <laughs> who, what is, is your, who is your community, and how are you making it stronger? Who
2: is your community? Is that is that it? Yeah. Okay. Like
1: people, the, the people in your community, and how are you making them stronger?
2: That's a really that's a really tough question, actually. Because uh, one of my regrets is that we're not having enough enough social events to build our our community, but we do have some. Um. We're getting to know some truly like-minded people in some areas. And when we have a social event, usually around the Earth oven, I feel like we are bridging some of the gap, some of the isolation that a lot of people are going through, especially this year. I only wish we could have had more of these events. Um, There are people out there who have barely left their homes in the last six months. Um, one of our one of our people is right now in quarantine because his his son tested positive. No symptoms yet, so you know. Yeah. I don't want to alarm anybody, but um, I think that that's I think the the question that Christian gave is something that we need to focus on more going forward of actually building tighter bonds to our community members. We've really only just begun doing that, but the potential is great.
1: And I'll just say that, uh, you know, Patrick is a major part of my community and getting to know him over the last four years and talking to him weekly has been building the deep roots, I think, that we need to form a little nucleus for this community to grow out from. So I really appreciate uh, his partnership.
0: Well, that is an excellent question. Uh, You guys are super interesting. We're really excited to learn more about the project as it evolves or what is evolving and uh, anything you wanna go out with? Uh, Our website
1: is NeighborWood, not Neighborhood,
0: we'll be living with the
1: forest, NeighborWood.Us and be in touch with us. We'll help you form communities of your own.
0: .Us, I like that. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Hey, everyone. Every damn day happens every damn day at 2 p.m. and tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We've got 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one. Join us on uh, Zoom, Facebook, or YouTube. Thanks, guys. Love what you're doing. Can't wait to keep learning. Thank Thank you you very much.